Um, it, is there a chance we might have a, a guest for tonight's special Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, TV spoiler cast? I, I, I considered asking him to yeah. come. Um, but to be honest, I think in the run-up to this, we've, we've seen enough Obi-Wan. Uh, we've seen enough Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Um, whether Ewan McGregor Tom's out, Tom's out shows up, Prince I'm not sure, but... Welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Um, we're having a few technical issues tonight because apparently the whole world is watching Stranger Things. So the uh, finite uh, amount of internet is being taken up by a lot of that. Um, it's great to be back. We're obviously going to be doing a spoiler cast of the Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi series that was on Disney Plus recently. Um, so if you haven't watched it, pause the podcast now unless you're watching the stream go and watch all six episodes and then come back because we're going to be talking in a sort of retrospective style anyway before i get too far down that line we we can kind of just we can just pause for six hours we could we could just pause so it's just your internet russ (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's just russ's that's just up and down um so let me just introduce the guys uh if uh, for first time viewers um if there are any uh hello duncan hello tom hello Hello, dan hi i've got a new game tom I, yes. I like these drawn out uh, intros. So it's called mm-hmm. it's called Fuck Marry uh Hastily Make Chancellor. Um <laughs> so my, the three choices are okay, you have uh Michael Fabricant, Kant, 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 yeah. Uh you have Nadine Dorries, Mickey Fabs, uh, and you have Jacob Rees Mogg. <sighs> I mean, I I want to see Jacob Rees-Mogg fail, so I want him to be Chancellor. Mm. Um, Hastily made Chancellor. Mm. Um, Who would I I shag? Mm. Um, I I don't really know out of that two. And who would I marry? Not really sure. It's interchangeably awful either way. Yeah, I would marry uh, Rees-Mogg and then hastily divorce him and take half of his fortune. Um, I would make Fabricant chancellor yeah. just because it'd be hilarious for the lulls you know, for the lulls and yeah. well <clears throat> i mean i hate i hate to be one of those people who goes purely on looks but if michael fabricant walked into a into a pub while i was there i i would stare at his hair <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't look even even close to real no it's, it is yeah, it's, it's like a mop it's like a dinner dinner um like a school dinner kitchen mop what you got to remember is a whole whole constituency looked at him and went he's the person i want representing me <laughs> there's my guy that's the guy i want that's the one that's the guy yeah <laughs> that's him that's him I, he, maybe, he, maybe they all look like him oh maybe. yeah he this guy this guy represents my interests <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I can see a lot of myself in this guy um yeah so you're joining us on a night where um the johnson government is bordering on the edge of collapse yeah um so yeah crazy times we can just oh, give it, it like it, a little yeah, as 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 is the internet yes it's as is really the internet. tonight so Everyone's well, it's because news 24 that's yeah why. and it's because uh fucking um nadine doris is busy downstreaming um downstreaming uh bbc and stuff isn't she so you know she's she's busy right now 
like I said, there's only so much internet to go around, you know, so and a lot she's of it's, watching, yeah, it's like she's a, watching the pipe. tennis on those peaches. Yeah. Yeah. With it's, the like a, it's the pipe. It's a pipe with water and basically, you know, it's like that. Yeah. That's, that's the best analogy. Um, quick question before you finish introducing uh, everyone, Tom. Yes. Uh, Hello, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've been hard pushed. Has he not fucking pushed. 3D printed a Ewan McGregor right now? Like, I have not. I mean, he oh, has not. Just given away. That's what, that's what, what I mean. he's leading up to. He started with the lightsaber and it's just yeah. going to come out from there. He just needs a mask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think that would really make, like scary. It easier. Like, um, like Michael Myers. Style I did mask. see, I, I did see the one thing that I thought might get Dan into 3d printing. What's that? Which is somebody had print 3d printed covers for their D and D rule books to make them look like spell books with like skulls and faces coming out of them. They, they looked amazing. It looked like, I like will the, do sort of that book of the dead type. Thing. I will do that stuff for you, Dan. I will do that. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Tom. That means a lot. Sorry, I've completely hijacked all that. So, yeah. Don't worry. Uh, And hello, Russ. Oh, sorry. One more thing. Breaking news. Boris Johnson's just sacked Michael Gove. You're fucking kidding me. No, it's just come up. Oh, my God. This is amazing. amazing. He sacked Michael (laughs) Gove. He's finally binned off the puppet-faced fuck. Well, where the fuck's Gove been? (laughs) Why sack Where hasn't he been? (laughs) <laughs> oh, he doesn't want him to knife his, him in the back so easily. That's why. Yeah. Boris Johnson sacked like, Michael Gove. I mean, to be honest, considering they don't have how much ministers to form a functioning government, and he thought, oh, we could probably do without I one mean, or two more. I mean, he's quite virulent. Give him nine months, he'll probably have enough ministers to form a, for, form a government. They'll just all be very young. This is, I mean, it's just insane. I do not understand how this man thinks he can hold on to power, having lost, nearly lost the vote of no confidence and is now losing ministers by the dozen. He's got the same psyche as a serial killer. Can we start comparing him to the Nazis yet, please? Like, I know it's not quite the same. I know it's not quite the same. The phrase bunker mentality for quite a while, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Gove equals political. He's not not going to resign. They're going to have to. I'm gonna have to leave him out. I, I think it's gonna be but, like. Uh, I mean, like, so by the time anyone listens to this, this is yeah. all gonna be old news. Yeah. This, yeah. By the time people listen to this podcast, we probably have a new prime minister. Yeah, because this will have come. This will come out in about four weeks' time. So yeah. Um, but um, mm. I I think he's gonna go. Have you seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou? When they finally yes. figure out that the 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 mayor of the city is actually also the leader of the Ku Klux Klan, like. Um, oh yes and, yes, and then you see people run in with with a with a uh, with a wooden pole and just carry him out on the pole. <laughs> I I kind of think that's how Johnson's going to end up going, just like tied to a like pole to... and like dragged out of Ten Dowdy Street, tearing at the wallpaper as he's fucking leaving. <sighs> I would like to see it's that gonna, literally the, clinging yeah. onto the number it, ten it's cat. The as absolute opposite <laughs> of um, when when Cameron left, he was just like, "Well, I fuck that." Okay, later's. I'm going. No, D- Dave, you don't have to go. No, I'm going. End of the drama scale. Well, we we can have a conversation, Dave. No, I'm going. <laughs> I've done enough. <laughs> to, be, to, to be fair, though, like you know, if you're going to fist your country like completely, Cameron did the right thing, which was just to disappear immediately. <laughs> Whereas then, Johnson has fucked the country so many times. He's like, I. He's literally the Titanic captain. Like he he swam straight, went straight into that iceberg, and is like, I'm just going to stand on the bridge. 
with my cup of tea and I'm going down with this vessel. The funniest they thing... They are fucked. They are proper fucked. The funniest thing about David Cameron, though, is that he then just sits there giving advice. Well, this is what I'd do. Cameron, you don't get to do advice. Brexit was you your don't. fucking fault, mate. You, you can fuck off now. You don't get to tell anyone no. what to do anymore. <laughs> like, no. no. Fuck. There is um, There is a tweet. Oh, people came on sharing the tweet from David Cameron from before the uh, 2015 election where where he shows a picture of Miliband and Bulls, mm. Ed Bulls on the bench going, got to save us from the chaos of Ed Miliband. It's like, yeah, this this really, this tweet really aged well. Can, can, like, I, mm. can I say one of my favourite things that's happened today is that the, the hashtag clownfall Start trending. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh, I fucking love that. That's oh, amazing. Brilliant. Oh god. Hashtag it's happening. <laughs> oh god, I love it. Oh, Baker Mayfield's trending as well. But that's very different reasons. So, very different reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, shall we? Shall we kick off? Yeah. So. Yeah, Obviously. that's a good 20 minutes of saying hello and apologising the internet shit. Absolutely. Also, so, I, I apologise for the lack of ornamentation around the screen. This is I couldn't get, I couldn't load any internet into my main computer. So we're, we're running this off a backup computer, which doesn't all of our all of our little stuff set up on it. So it's just it's just our faces. There's it's no it's basically a it's basically a substandard stream compared to what you're used to. So to to the fan out yeah. there watching we are sorry but normal service will be resumed hopefully next week um this is so, one that we're almost prepared for as well so it's a bit weird well for the first time in a while we have a structure um but it was one i love I was this this thing, I, I ask you guys to prepare something right and now it's like who oh, will for the first time in a while we actually have a structure no <laughs> fuck that you guys are so mean I, I would just like to point out that i've done zero preparation me too I've, I've it's like, okay. I have to, never not been at work. So to to be to be fair, it, it, we've all watched the series. Mm. The, that that is literally the that that's the you know minimum viable product. You need to have watched it, and and so I, I arranged it into four parts. Um, we were planning to do about fifteen minutes on each, but we've only got really about forty minutes or so. So we'll try and keep it to about ten minutes uh, a bit. Um, but we'll start at the beginning of this wonderful series um, that Disney has given to us nicely with a nice gold bow and Ewan McGregor uh, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Why do I keep saying Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan Kenobi. So part one of this podcast was to talk about the false starts, the lies and the inevitable series announcements, the lead up. I mean, I've been hearing about the potential for an Obi-Wan series basically ever since Marvel bought um star wars uh, sorry disney bought star wars i think that's further than that it's, isn't it? it but it but i think it does i think i think a lot of people wanted one i think there was things mooted there must have been conversations taking place but i think it was really when disney bought star wars yeah. and started mm -hmm. making stories kind of films that i think everyone started going right the reality of an obi-wan kenobi film is on the cards and that's when ewan mcgregor started lying because by that point he already knew he already knew so, that the series was in progress. At, at, at that point, like... at that point, I, I think I don't, I don't think they ever planned to make a series. I, I think I always thought it was going to be a film. I thought there was yeah, going to be a series of films because it they, was when yeah. Solo tanked, wasn't yeah. it? That, um, yeah, sort of changed their mind. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think it was. Yeah, 
I thought it was like um, when we heard that Solo was definitely a film, and then mm. there was Boba Fett, and then there was Obi Wan, yeah. and both Obi Wan were both mentioned in the same breath because of Solo, but that was after they did Rogue One, and then it was like, well, Rogue One did well. Let's we know we're going to do mm. Solo, and then there'll be the others. But yeah, the first rumors, obviously, we all heard were it's going to be a film. Yeah, because as I say, then it was, it was, I think it was going to be a trilogy of, of like, here's characters you know, and we're going to do a trilogy of these films. So the fact that Solo sets up Darth Maul as a character in it, which you get the feeling he was going to be the central, like, Thanos like character in these three films. Um, and then Solo fucking tanked because I, I don't even think it's that bad. I just don't think it's very good either. I think it's just a, an okay film um and then i think the backlash yeah. i think the backlash um hmm. scared spineless disney into yeah. not trying to push it any further um and well there they was did that at, usual pitiful thing where they reevaluate at the time that there was the whole oh my god there's just too many star wars films now <laughs> as they were fucking spunking out like five marvel films a year like and, yeah, and I, 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 I love, I love like marvel 30 films, marvel yeah. films yeah. now um but but solo just because i think it had problems as well so then, then I think from what I understand, Obi-Wan then got shelved along with Boba Fett getting shelved. And they yeah. went, right, so we're going to do like stories, not about any of the characters we know. They might mention a couple of them, but it's not really going to be about them. So here's a series about uh, a Mandalorian protecting um, protecting a small uh, a few, a Jedi, basically, who's cute as fuck. And his job is to escort him through that. Oh, that's done really well, is it? Okay, so what else have we got? Well, we've got this Boba Fett thing. Uh, and we've got this Obi-Wan thing as well. Maybe we'll bring them back as TV series. Um, and with varying success, I think, because I think Book of Boba Fett is, I mean... Problematic. It's, it's just dull, isn't it? Like, the problem is, the problem with Book yeah. of Boba Fett is, is, is it's, even the, the bits that are supposed to be exciting aren't very interesting. And what we learn is that as cool an action figure as Boba Fett is, he doesn't make a very interesting character. Um, yeah. And then, no. <laughs> then we get to we get to Obi Wan, and we'll we'll talk about whether we like Obi Wan in a minute. I'd imagine, but 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 at that point, yeah, there was there was. I, I would imagine as soon as the Mandalorian was a success, you and McGregor got a phone call. Absolutely, and he, even though a lot of these conversations were going on, hmm. uh, he even says himself for a good couple of years knew that this thing was was going to happen. It knew it was going to start filming at some point. And found himself in that very awkward situation where everyone was asking him, like, you know, well, what if a what if an Obi Wan series comes mm. along? Like, would you would you be interested? And of course, he was there going, well, you know, if if the conversation was like come away, that no, no, he's not. I was just me oh. doing an impression. What? Um, sounded really like him. Yeah, sounded like he was here. Um, you know, he's like, I'd love I'd love to do it. Um, I would I'd love absolutely love to do it. But uh, um, you know, uh, not uh, the phone's not ringing right now. Uh, another bike trip, and they all think, you know, and. and it, that that was the kind of thing he was he was just having to lie about it um so when i say the lies an inevitable series announcement once the series announcement comes around and it's revealed that hayden christensen is going to be back in the black armor of darth vader it starts to become i think something more something special and I mean, look, you know, I'll talk about it a bit later on, but I, I genuinely was so happy to hear that Hayden Christensen was back in the role because I figured I, I liked the prequel films. I did. I did like the prequel films. I 
at the time when I was younger, when I watched the first one in the cinema, I didn't, I wasn't as intellectually advanced as I am now to be able to watch them and go, eh, it's not that great. But at the time, it was a Star Wars film in a cinema, and that was my trilogy because that was the one that was coming out. Oh, what you mean is you liked them when they came out? Yeah, when I came out and watched them in the cinema, it was yeah. a Star Wars experience. You know, it was great because I was like, what, the first one came out in like, what, 2000 or 99, 98? I remember I someone at 99. work came out of Revenge of the Sith and went, that's the best Star Wars film ever made. And I went, oh my God, I'm so excited to go see this film. And then I watched it and went, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's That's not. not. <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, 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 it's okay. Um, it is not the best Star Wars film ever made, though. That's for sure. Because that's Rogue One. No, but I, but I was really happy. Uh, well, it's not, but it's fine. <laughs> um, it's, no, but I was, I was quite happy to see him come back because I thought, you know, he, he kind of always looked the part you know, dashing Jedi. It was only when he sort of opened his mouth and, and had to utter the awful scripting. Because he was, you know, Hayden Christensen's not a bad actor by any stretch of the imagination. He's not a bad actor. Like, you know, the film Jumper that he was in, he was actually really good in that. It was really good. It was a really great concept as well. Bit of a flawed execution, in my opinion. Um, but it was really nice. And they treated the character with a lot of respect. Anyway, so from the series announcement, those trailers where we saw Ewan McGregor standing on a stage with a t-shirt you know barely containing his muscled uh bemuscled body um saying in just a week i will be obi-wan on your screens i'm pretty sure is what he said something like that um and also a bunch of expedia adverts all of a sudden <laughs> exactly mm. i have so a tax bill I think it'd be interesting to talk about what we wanted from the series when we were watching those announcements. What did, you know, let's, let's go around the room. Dan, let's start with you. What did you want from the Obi-Wan series? <clears throat> um, okay. So I wanted, I wanted, I don't, I don't really know. I wanted Obi-Wan to be cool. That, that, that's, that was the main thing. Like I wanted, okay, this, this, this is Obi-Wan and what we've seen so far is old man Obi-Wan who's wise and we've seen cool Obi-Wan who's, who's young and also a bit wise as well. Um, I kind of wanted him to, uh, th this Obi-Wan in a world that had completely st was starting to forget about Jedi um, and him to be trying to be a Jedi in this world. Um, and that's not what we got at all. Um, for the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but but I I, um, I wanted just like a, a fish out of water, Obi-Wan, who's desperately trying to, to, to cling on to these ideals that he's grown up with since he was a, a child to, to, to being a general leading an army. Like this is what he's, he's believed in. This is what he's dealt with. And I kind of wanted that to be, we've never seen Obi-Wan falter. So I wanted mm. that. I wanted so Obi Wan's in this world now. The Empire's taken over. Jedi are either hunted or and people are beginning to kind of forget they even exist. Um, because by the time New Hope rolls round, then they're not so much a thing anymore. They're, they're a legend. People don't actually yeah. really believe they're a real thing. Um, so I wanted. I know, but we are. Look at these amazing things. Look how many things I can move. Look, look at um, look at how fast I can run. That kind of thing. Um, and I desperately, desperately didn't want it to be set on Tatooine as well. So there's that. But yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's a nice, uh, a nice uh, sort of selection of things you wanted to see. Duncan, 
What did you want? Just didn't want it to be shit. <laughs> I just didn't Fair. want it. I didn't want it to be a disappointment. Coming, coming after the book of Boba Fett, it's hundred percent realistic and reasonable thing to be looking for. Yeah. I was like, I wanted something that made me, I suppose, feel like Rogue One or Mandalorian did to be excited again. And maybe because I've been catching up on Rebels, watching Rebels, I wanted something in that vein, I suppose. Something that is the attempt to keep hope alive, I think, because mm. by new hope, we are looking at the drip. You know, we, we're seeing the rebellion really taking off. But you, I didn't want any, I was hoping for the interim. I wanted the interim years. I didn't want a, a life backstory of Obi-Wan because we sort of get that. We don't totally get that in the prequels, but we do get him being a young, a young Jedi in that. And mm. I don't know if I really wanted a completely kick-ass Obi-Wan. Um, and I think that's we'll probably touch on that. But yeah, I didn't really have any hopes. <laughs> I just didn't want it to be crap. I was hoping that um, it would be... I just was hoping some good story and gripping and something that actually shows off the talents of some of the actors. I think that was it because I felt that we didn't see the best of uh, what Ewan could do. You know, hearing Hayden Christensen, you giving such a glowing report of him is probably the best justification. Like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I would just want to see something good. That was all. I didn't have high... I honestly didn't have high hopes for this. I really didn't. <laughs> it's Gosh. terrible. If Ewan's listening, um, <laughs> sad times. No, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't, it's not even a, a criticism of Ewan. I mean, we'll get onto the series. There I, there were lots of pleasant surprises. There were. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think not being on Tatooine was also one of the hopes. It was more, yeah, just finding out what happened in the interim years. Nice. Russ? So I think um, I think I probably want it to either be like you say, like Obi Wan being awesome and going around doing cool shit, or I wanted like a really sort of uh, slow meditative thing of just him in a desert feeling awful about slicing his best friend's legs off, <laughs> and there, there were bits of both of those in this. Hmm. So the sort of the, the you know, he's obviously like at the start of it when he's working that job in a in a whale. Um <laughs> like he, he seems quite broken, doesn't he? He's not he's not himself. He's he's obviously hugely traumatized by everything. He's got nothing to do really anymore. So all he does is think about all the colossal amount of things that have gone horrifically wrong to bring them to this point. But then we did get some cool stuff of him uh, running around, smacking people with a lightsaber as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did really enjoy this. There were one or two sort of quite weak episodes, and there were very questionable action direction. Mm. Apparently, nobody can outrun a small child in this, and the bits where they were like in the forest chasing her really reminded me of that scene in Wet Hot American Summer where they're 
driving truck. And yes. There's a small box in the road. You have to get out and run and get it. Like, oh, oh there's a twig. Oh, I, oh, she's outfoxed us again. So, I mean, yeah, some, some, there were a couple of action scenes that was sort of the thing that kind of thing that I would direct if I was making something. <laughs> they looked that bad. So, I mean, from my point of view, it, I wanted, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, and, and it had flea in it unexpectedly. Yeah, unexpectedly. <laughs> that was bonus <laughs> flea, wasn't it? It's like um, that bit it's of like, something you go, it's a fucking flea. It's like um, it's like in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like it took me ages to work out that that hippie he bumps into in the San Francisco toilet when he's got acid all over his sleeve is flea. Like who then starts licking all of the acid off of his sleeve. Like it's like <laughs> bonus flea. Awesome, doing something weird. Um, I I really wanted I I wanted to see an Obi-Wan after all of the awful shit had gone down because it, you know, I'd seen all those videos that have been put together, like of um, people with, uh, you know, playing bits of Alec Guinness looking troubled and saying, Obi-Wan definitely has PTSD. And that mm. really stuck with me. And it was like, considering everything he'd gone through, um, even a Jedi is committed to his kind of order as I think after all of that would have crumbled slightly. And I thought it was, I really wanted something that showed realistically the impact of what had happened, you know, mm. losing his friend and basically thinking he'd killed his friend. I didn't for a minute think that he didn't think Anakin was dead. So I didn't want it to be that thing. I didn't want it to be, I didn't want him, you know, 10 years on to think that Anakin was still dead and to suddenly find that he was alive and all that sort of stuff. But I did want to see a traumatized Obi-Wan and I wanted to kind of see a, a growth uh, you know his sort of growth into a man who suddenly you know who uh, was obviously hiding that he was a jedi to quite happily walking around wearing jedi robes with a lightsaber on his belt and openly getting his lightsaber out in bars <laughs> you know that's kind of what yeah. i wanted to see i wanted to i just it, i couldn't fathom how you get from totalitarian regime that kills all jedi to it's all right if you've got a lightsaber. You can wave it around a bit. Mm. No one will worry. You know, it's fine. Don't worry about I, it. I think we have to assume that the, the whole Jedi robes, despite the fact we only see Jedi wearing them, aren't, like, distinctive dress. Like, I think you're meant to think that lots of people dress like that. Because, yeah, it's like, but you're dressed as a Jedi. What, <laughs> yeah. why, are you, why are you doing that? You see, really, really um, what's his face? What's her face's mum in... In uh, Rogue One, where it's very similar clothing. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. Also, yeah. it does sound that stormtroopers are quite unobservant because they actually pull the two people inside a trench coat trying to escape attention trick at one point, and they get quite. <laughs> yeah, and they um, they uh, you know, obviously Shmi Shmi Skywalker Shmi. Anakin's mum was basically wearing Jedi robes Shmi. throughout the whole of Phantom Menace. Um. And so was Padme yeah. on Tatooine. She was basically wearing Jedi garb. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted to see a traumatized Obi Wan returning to his power. <clears throat> what did we get? That. What did we get? And did it provide for the needs? What did we get, Dan? What, what from you? What did you? What did you get? What did you feel was your perception of that series? Do you want? Do you want me to tell you whether I like it or not first? I think we'll, that's absolutely fine because because the final part is yeah. is devoted to that duel mm. and that final conversation yeah because that's the real link between this series and what happens in a new hope we'll get to that bit a bit later but yeah let's let's go let's go now let's do verdicts what did we get and what did we like it let's do that now so we, we got ptsd 
Obi Wan, like as Paul Edge has just said, we we've, we we that's what we got. We got an Obi Wan Kenobi that is now spent eight years not having a chance to deal with his past, uh, but yeah. also being very aware that he still has a job to do and has been doing that job for eight years. And it's a job that doesn't involve doing a great deal, but knowing that danger could be on his doorstep at any one point. Now, the one thing I thought was really clever was that, okay, so he's been looking over uh, Luke Skywalker the whole time. Okay, that's cool. And then they did the bait and switch, which is, okay, but what if something happened to Leia as well? That he was there for her birth as well. Mm-hmm. So what if something happened to Leia as well? And what would he have to go and do to deal with that as well? And I thought that was, I know a lot of people don't necessarily like it, but I, I, I loved it personally. I thought it was a really neat way of getting them off of Tatooine. Um, mm. The whole series. I like, I like that. Yeah. 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 The whole series itself. I liked the idea that <clears throat> there are generally society is getting over the whole Jedi thing. Like essentially Jedi were there as protectors. And now as far as mass society is concerned, there is this uh, single like emperor now that has put forward an army to go look after everyone. And as a result, what that means is the Jedi are surplus to requirement. So over the space of eight years, people have kind of forgotten, started to forget about Jedi, except for the group of people that still believe Jedi are the answer. And they are clearly the people that are the, the building blocks of the rebellion as well. We see, we see in these films, in the, in these, this TV series. Um, and I quite liked that as well. And I quite liked that they didn't do the, Hey, what's that symbol you're drawing there? Oh my God. Yeah. That's so cool. We should use that for something. And it being like the rebel mm. symbol or something like that. They, they just kind of made it. There are people that think this is shit. And there are people that are still fighting against this. And it's, they are, they are essentially the rebellion in everything but name. Um, and they are, they are dealing I quite with like. I quite like that they were they felt limited in scope if you know yeah. what I mean like they they felt like very disorganized very ragtag but you know it was they were limiting their mm. operations to providing safe passage for jedi to get somewhere safe and that yeah. that was that was it that was their primary driver and motivation and that they had mm. you know people in positions in the imperial government or local government or what local security forces you know almost a bit like um uh gordon freeman isaac kleiner mm. barney calhoun in half-life 2 you know almost like they were just very a very limited operation you know it wasn't open yeah. rebellion by this point it was just a really localized very tight little people in opposition if you like it, it um, wasn't even the thing as i liked was that it wasn't even just jedi it was anyone who was force sensitive mm. because the inquisition the inquisitors it wasn't as widely known, obviously, that they were just hunting for sensitive as well. And um, the the propaganda, it, I like the um, indications of the propaganda being used against the Jedi, mm. that they weren't there to protect. Um, the thing of what Tala says about, I joined because I thought it was a good thing. Like they were bringing security because mm. obviously at the end because of the effects of the Clone Wars, obviously had been so many, you know, it was just these little subtle, uh, subtle hints of that actually generally Hmm. the Empire initially brought a huge degree of stability. Like it brought security and stability. Hmm. 
but then after eight years you saw that actually there was a you know their true colors kind of came out yeah and uh, what their their actual pogrom was um that kind of thing so yeah it, it did it, it put a lot into context um i think i think dan you're right mm. you know we got we got ptsd obi-wan we mm. got a broken man who would who would in his you know the previous obi-wan we'd seen in series would never have turned away mm. a fellow jedi who sought him out but in this case did when he was confronted with someone who tracked him down on tatooine he said you know that that excellent line we fought we lost mm. you know and and you know you know mm. you need to get out of here just leave me alone i don't want to i don't want any part of this i just you know I've, i'm i'm here i've been here for 10 years and i'm going to stay here you know like fuck this i'm i'm not a part of it um yeah i loved it i thought i thought it was really really good i i you know someone's put um paul edge put in his routine every day slicing meat taking some home it was very well done a routine in which he felt safe yeah absolutely i think that was really well done it did literally just show someone very systematically going through the motions every day mm. hiding and dealing with immense trauma and the the layer aspect i initially when when i first saw layer i thought oh this is nice we're actually getting to see both of the twins mm. like i didn't realize that becoming like you know the the main macguffin that drives mm. the whole story um, but it was also quite nice to see Jimmy Schmitz as, as Bale or Garner again. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, I also, you know, there were some really fantastic, absolute moments. Like there were just lovely little Easter eggs as well. Um, when Obi-Wan pointed out that Quinlan Voss mm. had been through the underground um, Jedi sort of lifeline or what it was, the underground railway. Um, Quinlan Voss, Absolutely. great, great character who's literally, I think, in one deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith, but is a major character in the expanded universe, like the Clone Wars comic books and stuff like that. Um, it was so cool to see that. Um, just little touches. Uh, I loved how they dealt with Vader mm. as, a, as a character and that that whole idea that dark side users usually have just an undercurrent of anger running through them that they, they dip into to use to enhance their powers. But every time Vader encounters Obi-Wan, he completely loses control and he's just, it's just rage, blind rage to try and get him, which ultimately proves to be his downfall. Yeah. Um, but we will talk about that last, that last duel like a bit later, but I was, I was incredibly pleased. I thought episode four was the bridging episode. Mm. I thought that was the one that, they sort of like tried to get a load of loose ends tied up because they knew that five and six were the culmination of this whole thing. But yeah, yeah Bridget, number four really did feel a bit like, oh, and there's this person. Oh, and there's these people. And don't worry, we've got this. And oh, she might be good. And, you know, and I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> so so we've had three episodes of excellent like pacing and character development. And now we're just throwing like every bit of shit at the wall. And now we're kind of, yeah, okay, so we're prepping for the last two episodes here. Fair dues. I did also like, just having one one more thing, I really did like how they deal, dealt with the Inquisitorious. Um, it was really cool to see some of the stuff that we'd been let into by Jedi Fallen Order about the Inquisitors. It was really cool to see them as a fighting force, mm. almost at the, I think, probably the peak or apex of their power. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll I, let the floor. Mm. I actually Come really on. liked the fact that Obi-Wan thought Anakin was dead. I thought the fact that he had been out of the loop. I, I mean, I thought it was a wee bit strange that he didn't know about Vader, but... Well, he, he knew fact... who Vader was, didn't he? But he didn't know that Anakin... He knew, he knew there was this guy called Darth Vader. Mm. Yeah, but he, he didn't, didn't realise it was... Anakin. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. right? Or not? 
Why would he assume Anakin hadn't died as well? Like yeah, the I last mean, thing I he sees, is, yeah. I, I chopped all four of his limbs yeah. off and left him on fire. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a reasonable assumption that he would be toast. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, the last time he saw him, he saw him go up in flames <clears throat> and basically like his ball stuck to a rock, like literally just, you know, that guy's dead as far as he's concerned. So but, yeah, I, I um, like the PTSD aspect. Yeah. That so was... Uh, was this the first time we've seen not Anakin but Vader show actual emotions? We see Vader show emotion towards the end of Empire Strikes Back when he talks yeah. to Luke. You know, that's when yeah. we see proper emotion. Yeah. Although you could say um, he's back to being Anakin at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Join me. It is the only way. You know, it's almost a pleading kind of emotive thing. I think you see a lot more emotion in Return of the Jedi, especially when they first meet on Endor. Mm. Um, it is too late for me, son. You know, it always mm. sounds regretful. It sounds like it, it's too late. Like I've already done too much damage to myself and everyone around me. Like it's it's too late. There's no redemption for me. Mm. Um, but it was probably, I don't know. It makes you wonder if oh, if that's the bit of emotion that Darth Vader has in the middle of those sort of 20 years as a mm. mass murdering, um, you know, head of a fascist government um, and that there is conflict <laughs> there and that there is emotion there. It must it kind of paints the picture of that man you meet later, you know, in A New Hope, who obviously has put all of that to bed. Mm. And is not driven so much by his search for Obi-Wan anymore, is more driven by his desire to topple Palpatine. But yeah, I don't know. The the bit I like was where he blatant it's it's how well it's done, is how he suppresses everything when the Emperor goes, Are these you're not conflicted about Obi-Wan when he gets questioned by Palpatine and he goes I only serve you, my master. I love that bit. That was like, he is su suppressing and he suppresses that until Luke. Mm. Because obviously... Yeah. Well, you, it, I it they also have to explain why why he didn't harass Obi-Wan for the, the next 10 years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I've got a itchy nose. <laughs> Oh, Can it. you imagine if you were Darth Vader and you had an itchy nose? What would you do? Use the <laughs> force. Itchy nose. Yeah. Use the force. You were the, yeah. you were one of those people who said that there wasn't enough incidental use of the force. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, you'd you you use it all the time, wouldn't you? If, mm. if you could. So I really enjoyed the bit of him just going and picking up that little map marble thing in the uh, very scientifically questionable bit where they can't find a planet all that bit we're in return revenge of the sith where he gets into the cupboard mm. and just looks worried and just kind of shuts the door with his fingers like i would barely get up <laughs> i would barely i would barely move if i could use the force i mean you know things would just be floating towards me all the time you know it would yeah yeah it would be such an easy life i mean i'd just fly to work just levitate <laughs> <laughs> do you get it's the feeling awesome, that, yeah. that they're kind of told okay you can use the force but don't be a dick about it 
like yeah, out definitely. in public. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's largely what the Jedi Order boils down yeah. to, isn't it? Yeah, but, but but it's it's the people like, well, okay, I'm not going to use it for evil, but you know, I'm I'm pretty sure I can masturbate hands free now, and that is a life changer. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more you can sort of uh, don't have to get up from the couch to get the remote. You sort of shoop, shoop. Mm. Uh, I just want another beer from the fridge. <laughs> Yeah, because it's an easy path to slide down, isn't it? When you're like, "Oh, can you, well, could you go and get me a go and get me a biscuit or something?" Well, no, it's your turn to go. And then I mean, you start you start deploying the mind trick in more and more questionable scenarios, and then before you know it, you're a Sith Lord. Yeah. No, yeah, you'd blatantly use it with a back scratcher because you know back scratchers never get that spot. No, and you could just <laughs> do that. Just go, oh, there we go. But uh. Oh no! There was another thing I really, I also really liked Owen. I thought Owen in this was, I liked his attitude. Well, like, I just don't yeah. like you. Yeah, he's really cool actually. And I understand where he was coming from for that. It's like I, you know, you. And he's kind of right as well. Yeah, like, yeah. They, he doesn't need to be just moping around in a cave, peering at a kid through binoculars, which isn't, you know, it's not the greatest, <laughs> greatest thing to have when you see me, is it? I, I agree. I um, but yeah, he was uh, he was really cool. Hmm. Yeah, he was good actually. And I, you know, go away, Ben. You know, and it's like, how is the boy? Don't don't act like you care about how he is. You know, you you want to know if he's showing, which I think is in a really interesting way. Like it's a re- and it's also quite nice to acknowledge that, you know, Owen Owen knows, you know, Owen knows who his father is. Owen knows what his father's done. Like you know, it's 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 bad times as far as he's concerned, and also again, very nicely sets up the kind of gruff uh, Owen that we meet, you know, when he's older in 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 the, a new hope. You know, he's got too much of his father in him. That's and what it, I'm afraid of. And it sets know? up a Baru as well because mm. Baru in this is exactly the Baru that we get for the five lines that she has in New Hope. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah. There was there was some really there was some really great stuff in this. I mean, what one of my favorite bits in this is the uh, is when he's talking to Leia about her parents at the end mm. and talking about all the the positive qualities that she got from Anakin. Yeah, that was a nice way of looking at mm. things. Yeah, that was really lovely, wasn't it? It was like it was you, you have your mother's. It was like spirit, determination. You know your um, her diplomacy, and you know all the really positive qualities about about Padme and then also by this point you all, know, all the lame stuff you got from her yeah and you know oh, but I'm also quite also quite like that he was really complimentary about Anakin because I think as far as he's concerned like Anakin is now truly dead like mm. Darth Vader is all that exists like you know and actually he can he can kind yeah. of he can kind of make peace with with the there's, fact there's that some, was... there's a classic Star Wars extremely on the nose line for that, isn't there? He goes, "Well, then, my friend is truly dead." Yeah, yeah, exactly. We but don't you know, do subtext. It's the thing, though. Star from, Wars from, film. I mean, in Return of Jedi, he does say, you know, from a certain point of view, the moment Anakin fell to the dark side, he ceased to be Anakin. He yeah. became Darth Vader. Like you know, Anakin as mm. a good man was gone at that point, and so he can mourn his friend properly you know yeah. he doesn't have to always see him as this horrible being that he you know decapitated on mustafar um so 
with that in mind, as we're sort of talking about this anyway, that final duel mm. and that final conversation for me, I feel like that was a was a perfect. Even like you say, Russ, though, even with that on the nose, then my friend is truly dead. Um, <laughs> then my friend is truly dead. Um, you know, uh, if that moment. Oh no! Um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and uh Anakin is truly dead now then so that's okay um i'll take Leia by her parents um you know i i thought it was i thought it was wonderful i thought it was a really nice one I, my favorite line is probably i am not your failure obi-wan mm. you didn't kill anakin skywalker i did yeah um that was that was fucking brilliant uh yeah i was very happy with that what do you guys think of it loved it I, <clears throat> it's it's, I it's it was a bit yeah i mean the thing is that earlier i mean it's, i mean it's brilliant because it shows how messed up he is mm. and how split he is because in was it episode two mm. episode three he goes i i am what you made me mm. i haven't become what you made me basically and so he's attributing what he's become to obi-wan but then he's going well no you didn't kill anakin i did and there was a weird it was nice because it shows the weird complex, the conflict of Vader and Anakin. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. Oh, and also the fact that we get peak Obi-Wan. We really yeah. see Obi-Wan with his full. Because we didn't really see, we don't really see it in the prequels. We see Obi-Wan pretty good and powerful in the prequels. But this was peak powerful like super powerful Obi-Wan is like this, this is what we don't really see. I don't sometimes. know. I think, they're, they're, I, I mean, I agree with that. There are, there are, there are glimpses of peak powerful Obi-Wan. I think in Revenge of the Sith, when Yoda and Obi-Wan storm the temple after it's been sacked by the yeah. 501st, mm. I think that there's that moment where they're, you know, they're deflecting blaster bolts away from, you know, scores of clones. And it literally looks like this almost firework display of them just like, you know, cutting a swathe through these, through these soldiers. Um, and there are moments, you know, obviously he defeats Anakin as well, but yeah, that moment where he suddenly <laughs> all the boulders, man, like just appear behind him, you know, and it, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was certainly my, um, my pants definitely were quite full by the end of that duel um those there were some moments where yeah it was just that's what i, I come it was for a star pretty, wars film yeah. for i think it i think it might be one of my favorite lightsaber jewels in the yeah. whole thing now because it was some of the stuff in the prequels is a little bit too sort of ridiculous one of the most ridiculously boring it's very cool and everything but like it yeah it like a good action scene and especially a good fight scene should be telling you a story with every shot and every beat of the fight it should be adding to the narrative and too much of the so like the jewel of the fates one mm. is great because yeah. it does that but the obi-wan versus anakin fight on mustafar is just too much dick swinging yeah <laughs> it goes on far and it's not telling you anything they're in the same they're in the same place narratively at the end of the fight as they are at the start. Yeah. You know, they haven't, nothing's, nothing's changed. They haven't found anything else out. No, they haven't changed their motivations or the perceptions of each other or, or anything like that. It's like, yep, we're going to have a fight. They have a fight. One mm. of them wins. 
whereas this one you know this was this this was really good it was you know relatively tightly paced and uh yeah i mean you can really see everyone going going through it i think you get the emotion uh, in this in this this scene that that is sorely lacking in the revenge of sith uh, lightsaber fight as mm. well i don't there is no you do not get any sense of actual emotion it doesn't matter how loud someone shouts and spits that the, the, there there isn't the emotion does not come across in that revenge in that fight scene in the revenge of sith they and, they nearly yeah. managed it because there is yeah. that moment where he does say i have failed you anakin yeah, that's, yes that's good that's good yeah and that's it you you yeah. are right and also, it, that, it could have come 10 minutes earlier yeah after all the bit where they're jumping around on robots in the fucking lava. Swinging around lightsabers oh. without actually touching lightsabers for no reason whatsoever. None of that adds anything. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I remember even when we, we watched Revenge of the Sith yeah. and we did the commentary for it, you you were really down on that bit. It's so like, shit. God, there's, even just, there's even just this bit where they just start waving their lightsabers <laughs> at each other. They're not even hitting anything. They just go... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they, I have to so say, in that, in that duel in number three, there, yeah. are, there are a couple of moments that are pure savage. Like, mm. just at the beginning, when they start going into the corridor, there's this really awesome bit where they lock arms. They almost kind of spin around each other, kind of grappling, and Obi-Wan slams his lightsaber down. Yeah. almost hitting Anakin straight in the face were it not for Anakin just suddenly deflecting. There are some really savage bits to it. But it, yeah, it, it, it that whole scene in number three is like, is almost like 15 minutes spread yeah. out across half an hour of other things going on. And yet... Yeah, whilst, whilst the Emperor and that, uh, Yoda are trying to force out difficult poos, it looks like as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, whereas in Obi-Wan Kenobi, that duel is maybe five or ten minutes of yeah. really tight action going on not really jumping back and forth um you know maybe a bit to Tatooine somewhere in the middle but it's just really tight and it focuses on just that moment of Vader's lost control he's way too overconfident he's his emotions are getting way too the better of him and he ultimately pays the price you know he gets his armor slashed wide open yeah. and then Obi-Wan finally has that confirmation that his friend or at least his friend's body is still there you know, he is more machine now than man, but he's still there. And you get that wonderful heartfelt bit where he looks like he's, you know, where he starts crying and, and apologizing. And, you know, it's obvious that a lot of his trauma is based in the massive amount of regret for the actions he had to undertake in Revenge of the Sith. And, you know, yeah. and actually, you know, Darth Vader forgives him. Yeah. That's the point. Anakin, as he is, by the way, they did a really good thing, didn't they? When, Anakin's saying something nice. There's blue and red light on his yeah. face showing, I think, the conflict. And then when the Vader persona takes over, it's, red. it's all red, you know, and it's all all coming for him again. I really love that bit with the voice as well coming in and out. That yeah. was very cool. Very yeah, nicely done. Really, really tight. And and the ending didn't outstay its welcome. Like the prologue and stuff did not outstay its welcome. And... Can we talk about how fucking awesome it was to see fucking Liam Neeson hmm. appear at the end as the Nomad Ghost? Yeah, I, I was hoping for a bit more of Big Liam, but you know, uh, I, the, there is going to be a second series. In this isn't there? So hopefully, is there? We'll get some. I mean, you could just sign off there. I thought it was, thought it was a bit cheesy, heavily rumored. Yeah, but I mean, it's Star Wars. You can't complain things about things being. Yeah, cheesy. everything's know, fucking I cheesy. Know. Like, I mean, it's like complaining about things being made up. Mm. 
here's what this series did. You can't complain too did. much about like plot holes and things in Star Wars things. No. Like, yeah, it is a bit weird that Leia has to pretend not to remember him when she sends him the message in A New Hope, and you know, it very much <sighs> felt like him meeting Vader was the first time it had happened. But you can't worry too much about that shit. It's mm. Star Wars. They make it up as they go along. And if I, people complain about it, George Lucas will go back and change it. I kind of think you, and the only thing, yeah, the main one was the, the layer bit. But, oh, actually, what I really liked was they sort of indicated it's very subtle. Well, it's as subtle as Star Wars gets about <laughs> Leia's force abilities because she blatantly can read people and that is through the force. It's not just that she and can, she, and she kind of people, fended off can. the uh, the Inquisitor, didn't she? Yeah, Reaver. yeah. And, and, and like, she then... wasn't sure if she was just strong willed or whatever, but she obviously like she kept her out of her mind. Yeah, and so she's not. She's obviously a force user, but with is able to control it enough that no one can tell that she's a force user, hmm. because Obi Wan doesn't detect it, Reva doesn't detect it, but she is blatantly using it when she reads her cousin. And when she reads mm. Obi-Wan, she reads everyone. And it, that is a force ability. So she she's doing it. And it's it's Do we do we not think that it's it's more that she's just accidentally doing it and doesn't really know how to control yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's 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 she, just her you know, ability, but it is her force. I, I I really like that. Mm. I thought that was good. Yeah, um, was nice. she, she was. She was also about... really good. She was. She was a good, good, um, good actress as well. She played yeah, the yeah. part really well. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it's it just a fact. Kids in stuff like this can be fucking annoying. I mean, but watch episode great. one, and like, believe, <laughs> you know, believably, yeah. is going to grow up into, you know, I mean, she's she's like a headstrong, stubborn, annoying, tactically sound strong-willed she she's going to grow up in delay that is believable yeah 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 she is such a padme (laughs) 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 yeah no so it's very good well it's coming up to 10 past 10 so Hmm. should we wrap this mother up yeah let's do that let's wrap this up okay let's do a quick quick fire though do we think a second series is going to be on the cards now? Sadly, I think either a yes. second series or like there's so much stuff going on. There's going to be, you know, and or he could realistically pop up in that. Ahsoka's got a show happening. Although, hang on there, what's that? I, I was kind of thinking and or could see some of the uh, fringe characters from this in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's yeah. about the right time for Andor, isn't it? Yeah. Surely the Ahsoka show is going to be set later because she, like, the Mandalorian is 20 years or so after all this, isn't it? Hmm. So probably uh, she won't, he won't be popping up in the Ahsoka show. It's probably not that far, is it? Because it's eight years until New Hope and then a New Hope. Yeah, but the Mandalorian is like after the end of Return of the Jedi. Jedi. But only by, yeah, but which... only by, a, maybe a year or a couple of years. Yeah, but we have but still, pretty, still pretty like good authority like... that Obi-Wan's not going to make it that far. <laughs> well, no, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> at, at this point, Ahsoka is still... She's like a she, she's like a teenager at this point, isn't she? Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I, 
I would I would quite like to see a bit of link up with the uh, the Andor series in this, which apparently is going to be set over like. There's definitely going to be two series of Andor. The first one's going to last a year, and the second series is going to last four years. So that's uh that's quite that should be quite cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'd like to see a second Obi Wan series. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see something new. I mean, this was a very personal one. I'd like to see something a bit new. I'd like to see something a bit um, out of the ordinary. You know, I'm sure there are bits of Tatooine we haven't seen yet. <laughs> so that, I mean, that is the only problem with a new like. What what is there? There's no unresolved stories for Obi Wan to have to go and deal deal with. You know, he's kind of dealt with Vader in this one. And he can't leave again he's, because he's, he lives. He's too accepted much that he doesn't need to hang around looking after Luke and Leia's in good hands. There's no sort of threats or, you know, outstanding story threads to, to deal with apart from um, him hanging around with Liam, which frankly it would be fine. They could go, motor, go you know, a, a, a speeder bike speed tour of Tatooine I'm fine with, with him and a ghost of Liam Neeson. What, what if they had to go save other Jedi? That might be fun. Yeah, I mean, could could be could be something along, you know, and then like you know, but then yeah. does it turn out that Obi Wan started the rebellion? You know, start starting to get a little bit too much of that. Everything getting too close together. I don't know because I still think that I I think the Force Unleashed is still considered hmm. canon. I don't think it is. Is it not? It starts with Star Killer and Galen Marrick and think it is. No, no um, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed is not canon i think the only canon games are fallen order onwards yeah okay um well Hmm. i mean look it was great if they do another one i'll watch it Hmm. and i'm not one of those fanboys who tends to get too uppity about star wars i'll I'll take it in whatever quantity i can get it really (laughs) i there were some slightly weak points in this i couldn't in the final episode i couldn't really tell you why Reaver went to Tatooine to try and murder this kid. I don't really understand why she was doing that. Who she thought he was, why she thought she should kill him. It was it was quite like well done and moodily shot and everything. And the fight with her and Owen and uh, Beru was really good. But mm. I, don't, I genuinely don't really get what her motivation was at that point. Very good why, point. Why was she I, trying I, to I didn't murder get that this either. Yeah. I didn't I th- get that either. I think she thought. I think she thought Vader knew because that is what the message said. And I think she thought if she went and did this, she'd be getting one on Vader. Ah, uh, so it was revenge against Vader. Killed yeah. his son. Yeah. Yeah, but, maybe. But, but like all the message said was the word Tatooine. No, but it said it knows about it knows about the children. It also included the thing about the children. So I think she thought it said he it was broken up but he knows children tattooing or whatever but yeah something I mean, like that that's, that's still not enough she... information to get you there but never mind yes but it's star wars but, but, like, it anyway, like, I'm, I'm, he knows I'm, I'm children tattooing children ta- overall enjoyed it children tattooing pizza shop that was the only message <laughs> you got <laughs> Pur- purple monkey dishwasher yeah <laughs> Yeah. So there we go. Uh, I think I'll wrap this up now because uh, it's getting late. But um, we've, hello, we've, we've got some nice comments that we haven't been through yet. So I thought we might might read some out if that's right with you. Yeah. Hit it up, man. Hit it up. 
Paul Ledge says, I like PTSD, Obi-Wan. Uh, in his routine every day, slicing meat, taking some home, it was very well done. Routine in which he felt very safe. Uh, Jack points out that Uncle Owen was always wearing Jedi-like robes. He is indeed. Uh, Paul says, I think the Jedi Underground Railways are very he's, significant. He's got a night. I like, he's, he's got this sort of awesome half cape thing going yeah. on. I really yeah. liked his look, actually. Yeah, there's, there's a few of them going about I, in the universe, isn't there? Awesome I really cakes. like Obi-Wan's blue outfit. Yeah. The earlier blue outfit. I was like, that's really nice. I want that. Um, anyway. There was a leak from the Ahsoka series, which looks like it contains the cast of Rebels, and I wonder if they'll try and link them. Uh, Paul also said uh, Ahsoka took the right side of his helmet, Obi-Wan the left, only Luke could remove it. Brilliant symbolism. Uh, Paul says uh, it's very deliberate, very deliberately the opposite side. Uh, Jack That's says, very, very yeah. good. That's a good knowledge. That's a really great fight scene, actually, yeah. in the in the Clone Wars series. And Anakin does come back for a moment. I think the word of God has said that yeah. he does, that is Anakin back, yeah. recognising Ahsoka. Uh, Jack says, I like to see the I like to see the point where Anakin Vader says, I am not your failure as the last semblance of Anakin breaking through slightly, seeing his master in tears until Vader takes back over again. Yep. Uh, Paul says in episode eight, Leia uses force defrost, which is genuinely a uh, setting on my mum's microwave. Uh, Paul also says, I'd bet my mortgage (laughs) on a second tier is a Soka crossover. Unfortunately, I live up north, so might not be as much as you'd hope for. Uh, Paul then says about uh, including uh, Liam Neeson, Obi-Wan's list with Oscar Schindler as a ghost. Um, Yeah. Fuck me. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, space Nazis in space. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I did also quite like that cop-out line, like, you know, you took your time, and it's like, where have you been? I've always been with you, everyone. <laughs> watching you shower, watching you feed me. To- <laughs> have you seen the <laughs> meme? Have you seen the meme with like, I've always been with you, and it's like all these clips where that you see him in the background sitting on one of the chairs at the Jedi Council, and <laughs> and, and, and you see you yeah. see uh, Anakin burning, and it's the 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 uh, cut off from uh, Liam Neeson, like uh, like doing this as uh, as Qui Gon Jinn, like kneeling down next to Anakin. It's really really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good yeah. um no thank you thanks for all the comments and uh yeah dan thank you for reading those out buddy no um so with that let's wrap this up if you enjoyed the obi-wan series and you've got any spoilers or any awesome bits that you want to share with us do hit us up uh on our social media platforms use the handle at tmtooh on instagram twitter and facebook although on facebook it's just com.com forward slash tmtooh um on that go to our instagram bio you'll find a link to our discord server where you can post all of those liam neeson memes for me that would be great would appreciate that um other than that dan upcoming podcasts or stuff like that i mean you've oh, been incredibly God. busy with work oh, but hell, yeah. is there uh, nothing there's, the there's stuff in the pipeline yeah there's, there's stuff this, this one might even go up at some point so you know awesome knows. cool yeah um it leaves me no further ado to say thank you to everyone for watching on the stream and also thanks to everyone if you're listening to us as well mm. um Join the stream if you like. It's always good fun. But if you want to, just keep listening. Uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye to Duncan. Hmm. Bye-bye. I'll say goodbye to Russ. Let's say And say goodbye to Dan. Let's. And it's goodbye from me, Tom. And on that note, let's not cue the music. We're just going to go dead. Yeah, let's let's cue the abrupt transition to a holding slide that I hastily knocked together. Bye. And here we are. And now May we're going. Bye. May the, yes. Hello there. Goodbye there. <laughs>